Today's show is sponsored by Policy Genius. Policy Genius makes finding the right life insurance a breeze. In minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find your best price. Find your best price and apply at policygenius.com. Hiring isn't easy, but there is one place you can go where hiring is simple and smart. That place is ZipRecruiter, where growing businesses connected to qualified candidates. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Try for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash real. Today's show is also sponsored by Noom. You don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com slash real life. And the last sponsor today is sponsored by is Brooklyn. And Brooklyn makes my favorite sheets, comforters, loungewear, and towels. Get 10% off and free shipping when you use the promo code REAL at brooklinen.com. Hey guys, welcome to the Real Life Podcast, where we talk about exactly that every single week. Real life. Which means some episodes might be about... A fight we just had. Some episodes might be about potty training since we have two toddlers, and some might be about eschatological realism because I love thinking and talking about deep theological things. And maybe we'll talk about all three of those in one episode. But we hope the show feels like hanging out in our living room with us, drinking a cup of coffee as we discuss faith and family and culture and Jesus. Me and my lovely wife, Alyssa, are your hosts, and don't hesitate to hit us up or reach out on social media to say hi or comment on this week's episode. Enjoy. Hey guys, before this episode starts and we roll it to you, I want to just give a quick disclaimer. If you notice, there's four ads in this episode. We've never done four ads in any episode we've ever aired, and that's just because I have a personal rule uh, where I try to not go above three. Uh, for us, we do 30, 40-minute episodes, so we try to say you know, a 60-second spot every 10 minutes feels appropriate. You guys listening to them allows us to support this channel, support this podcast, and put it out every single week for you guys. Last week, though, I had the flu, and I was sick. I was down for the count. It was brutal. We couldn't get an episode out. But because of that, we kind of had to squeeze two episodes worth of sponsors into one. So just to let you know, this won't happen in the future. I appreciate your guys' grace. And I do want to say thank you um, because listening and allowing us to have sponsors in these episodes actually allow us to do this. And it's such a gift. And that's because of you guys who listen. So thank you. Without further ado, here's the episode. What's up, guys? I'm Jeff. I'm Alyssa. Welcome back to the Real Life Podcast. We're talking about faith, culture, and answer your questions. And we just got a new Jeep. (laughs) Guys, if you follow us on Instagram, you saw that, that we've been I've been waiting for two months to get this. When you posted yesterday, I haven't really been on, but I wanted to go on Yeah. because you told me you'd post something. And about high school musical, the musical the series. Yes, that's why I went on. But it literally sounded like you were gonna like launch a new book or curriculum or something. Oh, and then it was like oh, it was even better. People don't it know it's just for us. It's just a Jeep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guys, we're so stoked about it. The kids absolutely love it. Uh, one thing I learned is that Jeeps are cults and Jeeps are like a tribe. It's so funny. You got it. It's all about the Jeep wave, guys. And the Jeep wave is where you keep your hand on the steering wheel <laughs> and you do your pointer finger and your middle finger as a little flip up. And that means you're in the tribe. So I'm excited to do that now. Um, okay. But the reason why it's been such a big deal is because you and your buddy totally designed it. Yeah. So it's Ian, not just like a standard Jeep. It's like... No, we did it from stock and designed every last little thing. I will say, I mean, not tooting my own horn, it's probably one of the nicest design (laughs) Jeeps I've ever seen. Certainly probably the best on Maui. Um, Yeah. So Ian, if you're listening, thank you. Ian hooked it up uh, and we did it together. And uh, Ian's the man. He's a good friend. 
He does uh, Carmart and Amp. So if you're on Maui and you need car stuff, they're the best. Oh, okay, so what's so your favorite feature of the Jeep? I just think all of it. I do like that someone said it looks like a stormtrooper. So that's the name now. It's a stormtrooper because <laughs> it's just all black and white. Uh, I love the side ladder. Oh, I love the the side steps. I love the roof rack, the tent, the spare, the color matching. The winch, the bumper. I can go on. <laughs> Let's talk about the axe. Did we already tell them about that story? No, tell them. Okay, so Jeff wanted to get for the Jeep an axe and a shovel, which I'm like, that's like, ridiculous. That mount up on the roof and just look like a cool vibe. I'm like, that's a waste of money. But anyway, but we have an axe and a <laughs> shovel. So, but you he went to great lengths with it, so much so that the axe actually shipped here, right? Yeah, and the shovel for some reason. And the shovel yeah. wouldn't, and so, so he my... shipped it to his mom in Washington, and she shipped it to us. And I could have just got one here, but I was looking for like an all black kind of this exact design. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so what was it? It was after Christmas or right before? Yeah, it was right before. I think. Yep. I think it might have even been right after. Yeah. And I knew that we were anticipating our family summit where Jeff and I like, you know, plan out, just talk about the last year and we plan out things for the next year. And sometimes Jeff will surprise me by like having a little family getaway or an overnighter or something. And so I wasn't expecting it. But then one day I was on, I never, ever check his phone. And one day he was taking a nap and I wanted to check his alarm to see if I should wake him up now or if he was, the alarm was going to go <laughs> off soon. So I happened to check it, which is so crazy. And my mom had texted like, hey, do you still want us to, I think because you had been sick or something. Mm-hmm. Like, do you still want us to watch the kids for your getaway this weekend? And oh, yeah. so I didn't tell him anything about it. I think <laughs> I had gone with my mom that day to go do something. And I came back and Jeff came in and I was like, so I was really, really excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, Jeff planned an overnighter. That's so amazing. I can't wait to get away with him and be with him and like just have time away and all this stuff. So I come in and he's acting really giddy. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're like, I wonder if he's taking me tonight. And my mom has kind of been acting strange. And I was like, I wonder if we're just, he's just going to tell me like, okay, I packed your bag. Like, let's go. And so... And so anyway, like an hour goes by and then the kids were acting kind of funny too. And then he said, hey, I have a surprise for you. Do you want to see it now? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. (laughs) So I'm like, yeah. And so he went out to the garage and I'm sitting on the couch and I felt really guilty. I'm like, I probably should tell him that I know, but I'm not going to tell him. And I was like, what if he got me something else? Like, what if he got me a piece of jewelry or something to signify this year? Like he said, he said he had something for me. So I wonder what it was. And I hid it behind my back. So he comes in. in with something behind his back. I'm like, oh my gosh, he got me a piece of jewelry. This is like the best. <laughs> my husband is the best ever. And he, so he's like, so it came and he pulled it out and it was the axe. <laughs> and I just died laughing because I was like, this is not what I was anticipating yeah. at all. I was so confused, guys, because she started laughing. And so I was like... So then you started laughing, didn't yeah, you? Well, yeah, we just started laughing. But then I was like, why are you laughing? So like, then she started doing it uncontrollably. And so I was like, what? And that's when she was like, oh, let me tell you. And then she went and just told the story. She told me the story. She just told you guys. And that was so good. And then he was like, oh, and by the way, we're not doing an overnighter. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to spend the money on a hotel. so. But we, we did are, it all day. We did it all day. But oh, which was amazing. But disappointing for you But after such high yep. expectations, it was a little Oh, down. that was so funny. Anyway. <laughs> 
Hey guys, I want to take a quick break today, but one of the six sponsors, and that is Policy Genius. It's January 2020, so you know that a lot has been predicted, a lot is happening in culture. People are talking about teleporting and doing these things, and we're in the future, guys. We are officially in the futures, and a lot of those predictions have actually been wrong, too, which is fascinating. But the truth is, we always get the future wrong, which is why we need to get life insurance right. And that's where Policy Genius can help you guys. If you don't know, they're really awesome. What they do is they make finding the right life insurance a breeze. In minutes, you can compare quotes from your top insurers to find the best price, and you can save over like $1,500 or more a year by just using them, Policy Genius, to compare different life insurance policies. So once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and all the red tape, and they don't just make life insurance easy. They can help you find the right home and auto insurance or disability insurance. So if you and your science fiction dreams for 2020 still haven't become science fact, don't d- get discouraged. Get life insurance, guys. It takes just a few minutes to find your best price and apply at policygenius.com. Policy Genius will always get the future wrong. Better get life insurance right. Okay, guys, we got a special treat for you today. If you don't know, Alyssa is in the trenches right now writing a book. I mean, trenches. She's digging that hole every day. She's diving into the mud. She's peeking over the edge, going to war, uh, writing her next book, Satisfied. It's doing like a week or two. So very soon. Less than a week. Yeah, it's so good. I'm so excited, guys. It's going to blow you guys away. It's essays and recipes, uh, kind of like a pretty coffee table style book. Uh, tentatively, this might not be the title, but tentatively working title called Satisfy, Finding Satisfaction in the Lord in a double entendre way because you got the recipes that'll definitely satisfy you as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, you wanted to interview me about it or what? Well, I just told Jeff, I'm like, well, one, I really want to pick his brain about it. And two, if I'm quite honest with you, I don't have much to give right now these last couple weeks because I just am pretty exhausted from writing and just, yeah, just like feeling, if I'm honest, really struggling with feeling unsatisfied in a lot of areas, which I'm like, oh, I hate that. So anyway, just like how the enemy likes to attack us when we're um, yeah, being faithful to do God's work. So I'm working through that. So I just was like, babe, can I just interview you for this podcast? I'd love to just hear your point of view and to be encouraged myself and it's always nice to, well, Jeff's like my pastor, so I always am asking him <laughs> questions and he's my counselor too. So anyway, I just thought I would, I mean, I don't have tons of like, I haven't planned anything out, but I just really wanted to pick his brain about being satisfied in the Lord. So um, I don't know, Jeff, just tell me like. <laughs> I don't know, Jeff. <laughs> what? That's funny. You never say my I first know, name. I, I know, but I didn't know if people would get annoyed if I said babe all the time, you know. Boo. Yeah, boppy, muffin cheeks, all, you can just call me anything. <laughs> By the way, we don't call each other those names, those um, just popped in my head. Okay, so how how do you pursue being satisfied in the Lord, and how do you personally, like, work through that when you feel unsatisfied? <laughs> what a question, that's hard. I know, that's like an overarching, I mean, we can get into the nitty gritties, but... Um. That's what I'm struggling with. Well, when, how do you personally like pursue satisfaction in the Lord? Or when is a time when the Lord has like, there's been a season where you've been really satisfied in him? Yeah. Good question. You know, I think all the times, I mean, I don't feel like it's very often in the big way, meaning like, you know, those really big, powerful moments of like, oh yes, the, you know, where you really, the Lord confirms something, you're contented, that happens, but that's not like daily, I don't feel like. But I think no. there is like a daily and a macro level micro and a macro level satisfaction in the lord mm-hmm. i think in the micro so that would be like the daily i think that's less of like a really emotional moment and more of just like you just more of you being obedient i guess mm-hmm. like you know just to like 
remind yourself that you sh- to be satisfied in the Lord or just remind yourself of like what's true. Mm-hmm. I think like talking to yourself is really important, you know, and talking to yourself with truth in the Lord, yeah. not just talking to yourself. But what I mean by that is, you know, starting your day with the Lord, you know, I don't think that's like, you know, absolute law, but I do think in general, I don't know many people who like starting the day doesn't, doesn't tend to set a trajectory mm-hmm, and totally. you, you know, it's not for every single person and you got people with weird shifts and graveyard and all that. And just talk to the Lord when you can, if it's, I think it was, I'm trying to remember there was some famous missionary or something where his time was like at night. So it's like when he's going to bed and you know, so it's not like that, but for me it is, I think in the morning starting that trajectory of just like, talking to the Lord, pausing, reading something, reflecting on it. And then in general, asking that question of like, Hey, what does the day have for me? And am I prepared to like go through it? Like anchored, you know, Mm. or like secure or content in the Lord. And am I, you know, or am I going to chase these things or want these things or whatever? So I think just kind of like laying out a day in a microwave and just kind of reminding yourself what's true is really helpful, really important. Um, Can I interrupt? Do you ever feel like I'm, and I'm curious because, and maybe this is a total stereotype, but because you're a man, do you struggle with like, but I don't feel satisfied. So then how do I find satisfaction? Or do you feel like it's easier to just like, does that make sense? Yeah. I don't think that's because I'm a guy, but I do think, yeah, I mean, you know me, I feel like in general, I'm not very dissatisfied ever. That's like I'm true. pretty. Do you think people struggle in different levels then because of their personalities yeah probably personalities maybe some maybe some some maybe something with gender has something to do with it but yeah i know for me i'm just i tend to be you're very i I tend to be so realistic and so just like it is what it is my job is to respond Mm. that i don't tend to even think about being like content or not content or satisfied or not satisfied just like that tends to put me in the satisfied camp or in the content camp which actually is amazing because i feel like I've been listening to um, a lot of like Bridgetown's podcast lately and John Mark's been talking about letting go of the illusion of the need of control <laughs> and like that brings peace. And then also he did one just recently that was so good about um, just showing up for your reality, like just show up yeah. to the reality. And I feel like, that's so good. do you think that's a maturity thing? Or is that more of a personality thing? No, I think or... in general, I mean, there's pessimists, optimists, realists, etc. But I do think in general, it's a helpful practice for no matter what your personality to to just be in reality, like not not mm. kind of shooting too far ahead, not shooting in the past, but just like this moment is the kind of like every moment is a gift that you're actually receiving yeah. rather than something that you're like in a car driving to like control or get or get drive faster. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like life's kind of, uh, I, I think it's more healthy to think of life coming at you than you like attacking life. Right. Mm. Now there's some people where that actually should be flipped because kind of, they feel like they they're a victim a, yeah, or right, whatever. Right. I'm not talking about that, but I mean, receiving. Yeah. Like, like that, that life is like, chronologically going forward right and so then your job is just to kind of open your hands put your palms up and like receive the day receive the moment and i think when you step into that practice it tends to change how you view a day you tend to view a day just more of like this is the reality my job is my response to it Mm. you know and all that type of stuff so i think do you feel like you've always been that way or something in your life shaped you no i feel like in general i've always be that but then i think But yeah, but I think it's helpful to cultivate the practice in a stronger way or to like, Mm -hmm. you know, because there's a difference between just like a pessimistic, like, oh, it is what it is and actually receiving it as like a day of grace or a moment of grace. Right. Right. So that's separate. So I do think like I'm more, I wouldn't say (laughs) pessimistic, but I would say my default is more just like it is what it is, whatever. 
it's not like holy or something, you know? Yeah. Um, when, when I think sanctifying that is making it a little bit more holy, a little bit more like, okay, this is a moment to honor the Lord, worship the Lord, to breathe, to practice grace, to be thankful, to receive, you know? And, and then with you, what you're receiving is like that you're, that your true satisfaction is in the Lord, that you have everything you already need. You have every spiritual blessing mm-hmm. in the heavenly places. You're risen. You're risen. Like if you just start dwelling on like the richness of Christ, the richness of Jesus, what he's mm-hmm. done for you, who you are in the new creation, that's the stuff that tends to like inflame your heart with satisfaction and maybe not an emotional satisfaction, but just with like a, wow, that's true. That's really awesome. I can just yeah. like, and then everything else kind of lessens a little, right? What's up, guys? I want to take a quick break to talk about one of the week's sponsors, and that is ZipRecruiter. You know we've talked about ZipRecruiter before, and we absolutely love them. You guys know challenge it's how challenging it is to do hiring, especially for us and Alyssa, me and Alyssa, doing a small business. We have contractors. We have people who are always hiring, and we're looking for qualified candidates, and it takes a long time to do it on your own, and that's where ZipRecruiter comes in. And they have a cool story. If you don't know, Cafe Altera's COO, Dylan Miskowitz, experienced how challenging hiring could be also after unsuccessfully searching for a director of coffee. I wish I had that time title, by the way, for his company. So he switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference just like we did. And you can too by signing up for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash real. Um, and it's cool because they don't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you and its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get quality, quality, qualified candidates faster. Sorry about that. And in fact, after posting his job to ZipRecruiter, Dylan said he was amazed by how quickly great candidates were applying and he found his director of coffee in just a few days. So with results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate with just in the first day. So ZipRecruiter, guys, it's the smartest way to hire. So you can see why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at their web address, ZipRecruiter.com real. That's ZipRecruiter.com real, R-E-A-L. Yeah, that's so true. So I would say that. So, then, how, do so you, how do you dwell in that? I do think when when you're like your flesh wants to run after every other thing. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about bad things. I'm just totally like maybe when we were like pre Jesus or beginning of Jesus. Yeah. I'm just talking about like now that we've walked with the Lord for so long, it's not like these whatever you would say, like bold sins, but just like yeah. the yearnings of your heart aren't necessarily for the Lord. Yeah, but I think that's but like, you know, things. what is that, Ephesians 5 or Galatians 5, where it talks about the fruits of the Spirit, uh, and I think it's Galatians 5. Um, and, it, you know, use the analogy of like, walk by the Spirit, and you won't satisfy the deeds of the flesh, right? Mm-hmm. So no matter, like, even if you've walked, like, we're adults physically who have learned to walk over 30 years, walking is now second nature, mm-hmm. but you still kind of have to pay attention to take another step forward, right? It's like this dichotomy yeah. of like, it never, it kind of turns into autopilot, but actually never does right? Because mm-hmm. you have to actually make an active choice to get off a couch and go walk, Yeah. right? Yeah. You don't kind of like start just drone-like walk, right? right. Um, now, there is a pace and a cadence that can be a little bit more second nature. But what I'm saying with that metaphor is like, even if you've walked for 20 with the Lord for 20 years, you still, like the reason he said walk by the spirit is because it's still like until you die, you have to walk, mm, right? And so you good. still have to take a step. You still have to take a choice. You still have to kind of take that. And I like that phrase of walking too, because a lot of us if someone said, you know, get yourself to ho- from Hawaii to China without planes, you know, like kind of walk or something, you'd be like, that's right. impossible. Mm-hmm. 
But there's no like, there's really no goal in that text, right? In Galatians, it's actually just it's about the it's about the process, not the finish line, right? Just says just right. walk by the Spirit. It doesn't say it doesn't say you know get to the finish line, mm. which you need to walk to get to a finish line. It just says walk. So I'm just saying like the process is the goal, the process is the purpose. And I think, um, and what that does is that also depressurizes it because when it's just like, you know, if I have to walk to China, that's intimidating. But if I just have to walk, well, I'm just one step in front of the other is, is considered walking. Sweet. Mm-hmm. I'm succeeding, right? Mm-hmm. You're succeeding if you're just putting one step in front of the other. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like that with also walking with the Lord and walking by the spirit in that command of like walk by the spirit. And when you do that, you by default will not be satisfying the deeds of the flesh. Um, and so like just one step, one step. And so I think that's just what we're called to. Every time we're feeling dissatisfied, just take a step towards the Lord, you know, just take a step towards the Lord. Just so one more step, like one more practically? step. Talking to him, pausing, opening up the scriptures, asking for help, calling someone, saying just pa- just taking a moment, praying, mm-hmm. thinking, recentering mm-hmm. yourself, yeah, calling out the lies you're believing, tell yourself truth, you know. Mm-hmm. One thing I will say though, whether the micro and the macro point I was making earlier when I just talked about the micro, I do think there is macro moments too, though, where you find like a really deep satisfaction in the Lord in a powerful way, in an emotional way, kind of more seasonal, right? right? And what's interesting though, even about those, when I studied them in my past, I've noticed they've never come, like where you, where I have had those moments of just like, oh, I feel so content and satisfied in the Lord. Like, man, he's just, he's everything. I'm convinced of it. It's real. It's, you know, everything else fades away. Nothing's as powerful. Right. All of those though, when I think about those actual moments of feeling came after some type of obedience, meaning like I never just mm. like tried to claw or pray for that to, and got that. It was actually stepping into the Lord that gave me that feeling. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think a lot of us, we want that feeling or we want that moment more just like out of our emotional need. Was it like the Lord was telling you to do something very specific or was it just generally like just obeying his i think a range of both ways. you know i think a range of both of like yeah, yeah. like oh i don't want to risk this or i don't really want to say yes to this but i feel like the lord's telling me to i'm going right. to do it right. boom you do it then you feel really satisfied right mm-hmm. and i think a lot of us we want that before the obedience right right sure. we want like or oh just every day yeah we we're like oh we really want like we feel very discontent or we feel very dissatisfied but we also haven't done any level of obedience lately mm. we haven't actually taken a step forward we actually have any we haven't listened to that nudge in our heart that is saying like hey actually give that up right yeah. and so i think you can't kind of have one or th- you can't have eat both. Right. It's like one or the other. Yeah. And I do think, you know, that, yeah, that God calls us to obey, take one foot forward, step into him. And then it's more of like a byproduct or a reward or like an afterglow that you get and get those powerful mm-hmm. moments of satisfaction, you know? That's really good. So. Okay. So I have this question. So when I think of this topic, um, I feel like when I think about like, teen years or early 20s it's more of like putting off idols yeah turning away from sin and like really seeking jesus having those like moments with just you and him and like you know those kind of things like finding so much satisfaction in the lord and being able to be okay with not going to that party or not being invited or not being with those friends because like that's just not yeah you know, you have no desire for that because you're so, you know, the Lord is so much better. But now I feel like we're entering into, and this is kind of the heart of the book and my audience, but like into our thirties where, or maybe you're still in your twenties, but like maybe you thought you'd be married by now and you're not, or you are married and you have kids and you have all that you desired and longed for and dreamed of, but you're just 
unsatisfied. It's like the mundane, the everyday. It's just um, whatever. It's just not yeah. as like not as many high points or like totally. it's just the same thing every day and we're exhausted and it's or it's not what we signed up for. It's not what we expected. So then in those things, and maybe this goes back to what you were sharing before, but if you have anything else to add to that, and I don't, I'm talking more from a woman's perspective. I haven't really thought about it through a man's, but what would you say then to like that group of this is like to remind us to be satisfied in the Lord? Hey guys, I want to tell you about one of this week's sponsors, and that is Noom. You guys know we love Noom. Getting in shape is not about losing a specific amount of weight or doing something in a very particular about a way or a magic number or anything like that. It's just about building healthier habits and feeling better about yourself, and Noom helps you with that. That's why they're awesome. They help you with their health goals, nutrition goals, and anything in between. I love it because doing something like this, getting on the app, allowing their help to help me just leads to better self-care. I just feel better. I have better mental clarity. It is awesome. Now, if you don't know, Noom is basically a habit-changing solution that helps users like you learn to develop a new relationship with food and nutrition and courses and working out through their personalized courses. And it's based in psychology, so it really works (laughs) at just the base fundamental level. Um, Nothing is good or bad or off limits. It's just about building healthier habits, which I really love. Um, and it's really cool because they have the, one of the most, the biggest and most accurate nutrition databases also while you're trying to work out just to make sure that you're actually doing it well, because if you know, working out and getting in shape, sometimes at 60, 70, 80% is the nutrition of it. Um, and we're all strapped for time and they just ask you to commit 10 minutes a day or more, uh, to, and they help you do that. They're super, super awesome. And you can chat with your goal specialist, have someone come alongside you. It is great. So they say you don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make small steps make big progress. So sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash real life. That's N-O-O-M.com slash real life. Again, what do you have to lose? Noom.com slash real life. Start your trial today. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I don't think it's even just a woman thing too. Like I think your, your 30s in general tends to f- start feeling a little monotonous, almost a little boring. I talked about that too with the yeah. hustle of like actually pursuing boring you know, actually seeing something as you embrace. Well, it's want, not as many of the high points yeah. as like the early ones. And to me, I feel like that, I don't know what it is. I just no, I agree. I think it's, it's bo- a different boring, stage. monotonous, or kind of Groundhog's Day repeat. You know, not as many flashy moments. Um, a lot of mundane, a lot of you know, not a ton of spontaneity in mm-hmm. general. A lot of those things. But I think to me, that is the purpose of that season. I think you you, you kind of nailed the seasons. I think we have to always be very. And again, everyone, some people go with these, these stages different times, but sure. in general, it's, yeah, the teenage mm-hmm. young adult years is very, uh, just your heart's on your sleeve, mm-hmm. very, um, at some level, I would say like age of passion. So it's like maybe yeah, you're using that point. passion for bad things, you know, and just pursuing mm-hmm. whatever feels good. But even when you walk with the Lord, I think people that really get on fire in their 20s yep. tend to really have a really enormous passion for the Lord, yeah. do things with a lot of zeal, a lot of mm-hmm. dreams. Um Right. And then, yeah, I think you then get into like later 20s. And I feel like a lot of that is almost more of like a disappointing season for a lot of people of like, oh, it's not what it's supposed to be so far. I'm not where I thought I would be. I haven't done all these benchmarks. And then maybe in your 30s, I feel like it's kind of like that, but more in the just, okay, I've, I just maybe am married now or not married or I have kids or don't have kids. 
but it just kind of now feels like boring, mundane, spontane- non-spontaneous, like the things we said earlier. But to me, I feel like that is the purpose of that season. I think they're all meant to like teach us things. I think the mm-hmm. passionate season is to teach us about passion and to teach us about intimacy with the Lord. The disappointing seasons is to tell us that, you know, that the Lord is, you know, failures know what to define us, but the Lord does. Mm-hmm. The boring seasons, I think, are to, are to teach us like you need to be, because a lot of times people will go 10 years, they'll go a decade in like that mundane kind of like, you know, uh, roundabout going circles way in the 30s but then come out the 40s like again still not satisfied or still not you know and i think you have to really let the work be the work you got to really lean into that wait what were you going to say about the 30s though that that it's like the mundane the boring and all that i know but you're gonna say you gotta let it be oh i think you just gotta let it be what it is like you Mm -hmm. let it don't run from it don't don't think that you're doing something wrong i think it's very natural and the most normal season for people in their 30s or like young adult Mm -hmm. i mean like young kids young married season yeah sometimes that's upper 20s young 30s um like like don't because a lot of us get disenchanted we get to that and then we start kind of like looking under the hood like oh is something wrong like did i not do Mm -hmm. something right whatever when I like think it actually is that in general meant to be that, and it's our job to find sacredness, beauty, goodness, holiness in all of the mundane and the boring. Right. Okay. So then, how do you do that? I think <laughs> you just wake up every. It's kind of what, going backwards. What we talked about earlier. I think you then learn the art of like not being driven by emotion, not being driven by mm-hmm. some of these things, but being driven by just like receiving a moment, receiving mm-hmm. a day, acting as every moment is holy, you know, deconstructing certain things that aren't helpful, reconstructing things that are. Um, yeah, I think finding like where the real richness is, I feel like, you know, now in our in our 30s, I feel like I value so much. I mean, I'm 30, so I've, you know, I've been in this for like six <laughs> months. Um, I feel like I value so much just like, things that I valued, but didn't, my life didn't show I valued them as much five years ago, like friendships, Mm -hmm. you know, like really rich friendships, like sacrificing to get together with guys, uh, you know, dinners over of families coming over, um, you know, uh, really intentional time with the kids, just like things that are kind of mundane, but are actually super sacred and holy and just fill Mm -hmm. you with a lot of richness. And I think that is a part of like, I feel like you really learn what's valuable. Does that make sense? Like you learn like a value system when stuff starts becoming boring or you're being dissatisfied. And I think you, you learn the difference between like, uh, you know, what's something I'm trying to think of an analogy or metaphor, something that's like a quick hit versus something that's like rich and has a lot of depth to it. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like you can be satisfied by both things. Like when I drink a Coke on a hot day, that's satisfying. (laughs) I mean, I haven't had a Coke for, I don't know, five years, maybe at the movies I have, but, um, that's that's satisfying, but it's not like the deep well of satisfaction. Right. 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 So it's like mm-hmm. you can be satisfied by quick hits and some of them are even fine, but you can also be satisfied by more like deeper, richer things that maybe take time to work or find or more expensive. Mm, yeah. Like a Coke's cheap, right? And it's on every corner and it satisfies. But look for the things that are more I can't think of a drink that's like, you know, like some Your bourbon. bourbon or something. <laughs> yeah, that satisfies or something. I don't know if that'd be a sad I don't know if that satisfies, but it does in a, a certain way. But um but you know what I mean though, just like a so what's something that costs more that's yeah. harder to get that yeah. you know takes work to actually get to, you know, let that be the thing that satisfies you. It's funny it's not funny, but while you're talking it's like my soul knows that and it's yearning for that but my flesh is like oh i don't want to do that you know no no i'm being serious no i agree i know it's like you can taste as you're speaking it's like you can taste the beauty and depth there but it's like oh but lord i really just want to go back and get like 
back to my teens or like totally. my 20s and like have that. And I mean, not to say that was easy at all. No, I didn't mean. But it's like, oh, I don't really want to walk through mundane. Yeah. I don't really want to do the boring or have every day be the same or, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do the like the unseen work. Or I feel like sometimes it's like we've come to this place where we wish we could have, we had spent more time on certain giftings and we had, we've arrived more now. Mm. Like I almost feel, and it sounds so silly because I'm still so young, but I almost feel like I've missed the boat a little bit. Yeah. Which is funny. A lot of us think of that earlier than usual in the West when it's like most people don't peak to like 60. Yeah. 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 So what you're saying is all really good. It's just, um, it's like a heart thing of like, okay, Lord, I just, and it's funny because I don't feel like I've heard anyone really talk about. It's like I've I'm all I'm like entering into the thirties and I'm like oh I guess I haven't ever really heard anyone speak about it like I wish yeah. I would have been prepped a little bit or like totally someone could tell me yeah. hey this is what to expect and like when you're expecting like <laughs> like here's the joy at the end that yeah. you like there's you know what I mean totally and I think it is that I think it's it's really hard to pull I think your thirties again speaking generally right is almost more of like a deposit. You, this is a good, this is a good analogy. This is going to be good. <laughs> you have to know what seasons you're depositing and what seasons you're withdrawing, like mm-hmm. a bank. You know what I mean? Right. Like you deposit money sometimes That's and you withdraw true. money sometimes. Yeah. Right. I think the thirties is a heavy depositing season mm. with, depending on how you define that though. Cause I think you're withdrawing richness in the mundane. Right. Right. Like the friends, the relationships, the, you know, the mm-hmm. dinners mm-hmm. stuff that's, you know, more ordinary, but it really rich and beautiful. Hey guys, I want to tell you about one of this week's sponsors, and that is Brooklinen. You know we love Brooklinen because making your home beautiful is the ultimate form of self-care. And what better time than the new year to care for yourself and care for your home? Uh, You know I always talk about the stat that you spend a third of your life sleeping, so your sheets and your bedding matters. (laughs) Don't you think it should be comfortable? Uh, I think it should be. And if you don't know about Brooklinen, they help you with that. They were founded in early 2014 by a husband and wife, Vicky and Rich. Um, they wanted to basically create beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg with a mission to make you comfortable. Um, and they're really, really awesome. They've moved beyond the bedroom now too to offer essentials like bath towels, shower curtains, bath mats, and even ultra soft loungewear. It's like luxury products without the luxury markup. So if you like softness or comfort and essentials to help you relax, Brooklyn, and has it all for you. And that's so perfect. It is the perfect place to hit refresh in the new year. So go make yourself comfortable by going to brooklinen.com. Use the promo code REAL. And they're so confident in their product and all their sheets and comforters and loungewear and towels, they come with a lifetime warranty. So that's pretty sweet. So again, get 10% off your first order and free shipping on all new sheets when you use promo code REAL only at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. But I think it's a depositing season with like craft, with work, with family, with ordinariness, with sacredness, with like kind of the unseen, you know, that makes, and if you're not depositing in your thirties, all of that obedience and you're not depositing Mm -hmm. all of that, like that, that ability to learn that this is the way to follow Jesus, then I think you then get to your forties and your fifties still frantic, right? People, and that's usually people who aren't depositing their thirties in a really good way. Mm -hmm. They're tending to try to withdraw from their thirties. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's not time. You got to let the, you got to let the money collect interest. You got to let it compound. 
uh, before you take it out in your 40s and your 50s, right? Um, and so I think that's a helpful analogy is I think a lot of times the discontent from a lot of us comes from we're trying to withdraw when we should be depositing. Mm, Does that make sense? That's really good. Yeah. Mm. You could call your book Withdraw or Deposit. <laughs> that would be your <laughs> that would be your version. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what do you think? Any other thoughts about that? Those are really good. And I think it just like, and I think your 30s is a time to like reorder definitions mm-hmm. because I think you can be truly satisfied it like, like, you know, what's that Psalm 16, 11 or whatever, where like at his right hand is pleasures forevermore. Right. And mm-hmm. like what you're doing when you're meditating on that verse in your thirties and all these different things is like, you're, you're, you're realizing like that is true in my thirties still. Like that's true. in or in any season, I'm just going to, that's true in my fifties. That's true when I'm single, but I don't want to be single. Or that's true when I'm married, but it's not that satisfying of a marriage. Mm-hmm. Or I maybe think I married the wrong person. Like, um, I think learn, but learning that like, not conflating that that verse only is true when it feels like it, mm, right? Yeah. But actually is really true. Like you're almost reordering your definitions that like, whoa, I am like when I talk to him, even in a season of ordinariness, I'm tapping into those pleasures at his right hand or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause I think reordering your definitions of what it is to like pull from the richness you yeah. know, is a huge what do you shift think that, that, t- is- that takes work. What do you think is the right word dichotomy? Like, what do you think that was in the 20s and now it is in the 30s? Like, what is the redefinition? Well, I think in the when the high passion seasons or in the younger seasons of the Lord, it's just like obvious. Like, you kind of mm-hmm. feel like there's pleasures at his right hand and then you feel pleasures at his right hand. Like, you know, it's, just, it's, it's on fire and it's <laughs> right, awesome that's and it's true. life. Yeah. That's what I mean. But I'm saying like, but, and so then what happens is then we think either we don't have access to that anymore or something mm-hmm. rather than they're like, no, that's still true. But it's but his but his but his pleasures or his goodness or himself is infinite and it's infinitely faceted and there is a level of richness and depth and pleasures that God gives through ordinariness that you mm-hmm. actually were missing in your twenties that mm-hmm. God doesn't give you in the, the early season. Yeah. Like there's a facet that you haven't that we haven't explored about God yet. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And there will mm-hmm. still be even in past the thirties and the forties and the fifties and the sixties. So Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Do you think being satisfied is the same as content or are they a little different and if they are then what makes it different i don't think i've thought on that enough to give a good answer um Off the top of your head top of my head because i've been thinking about it as a little different this whole time they're very similar i do think satisfied feels a little bit more active and content feels mm. a little bit more back to like the receiving language i was using huh yeah Content is more like this is the reality, like sit, realize the security you have in the Lord. Yeah. Satisfied, I think, can be something you pursue a little bit more, hmm, reach good. out for a little bit more. Um, and that, like, it's almost like one's a negative, one's a positive, mm-hmm. and like the glass half full or empty way, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. Like being content is like, oh, my glass is empty, but God's still good. Mm. Satisfied is I just drank a glass of water. That's good. You know what I mean, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. That's really good. Thanks. I have a, now I have a whole nother like podcast in my head to ask you about. <laughs> we can do like, that next episode. Part two. Let's do it. Okay. So is, is that it? Are we done? That's it for <laughs> this part. And then for, I'm going to, then the next one, let's go into like, so don't we tell know. Me, don't tell me. Don't tell okay, me. Okay. 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 Um, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. That's like, man, that was almost, that was almost as good of a cliffhanger as high school musical kept doing to us. <laughs> Guys, real quick. We do need to end talking about high school. Are musical, we going to talk about series. it? Well, we'll I save it. the whole podcast. Yeah, okay. It. We won't talk about it yet. Besides the fact that it's phenomenal. You need to watch it. We are team Ricky and Nini all day. They completely crush Troy and Gabriella. Their voices are better. Their connections better. Everything's better. Watch the show. It's Watch so the funny. show. They totally took like an office tone where it's they kind of like. Yeah, mockumentary Wait, are we going to save it for another podcast? Yeah, we will later. But guys, okay. we love you guys. <laughs> Have a great night. 
get Alyssa's book, even though it's not out. Don't <laughs> get my book. Just tell me how to be satisfied oh. with the Lord. Tell me. All right. Love you guys. See you next week. <laughs>